need a lot of weathermen. Christine Harper teaches history at Florida State University. Roosevelt announces that we're going to build 50,000 airplanes. Well, you cannot have people flying 50,000 airplanes without forecasts for the weather for those airplanes. And there were only 400 meteorologists in the United States before World War II started. 400 people are not going to be able to forecast for 50,000 airplanes. So a crash program was put together that pulled in almost all all men uh, who had backgrounds in physics and mathematics and turned them into meteorologists in less than a year. Ed Flowers landed in meteorology entirely by chance. I went in the Navy to actually avoid the draft. After boot camp, we were given assignments, and mine happened to be as a a weather person. The young meteorologists were nicknamed Met Men. They honed their forecasting skills during the war, and when the fighting ended, they returned to a much more high-tech world than the one they had left. Chris Harper. As an outgrowth of the war, we now have a whole bunch of strong physics and math background people in meteorology, which we didn't have before. We have loads of new observational data, both upper air and at the surface, because the war was global. It was in the tropics. It was in high latitudes where we'd never had data before. And at the end of the war, we had the development of the digital computer that was going to be able to handle all the data. Add to that list high-powered rockets, which scientists could use to explore the upper atmosphere. And taken all together, you have the makings of a scientific revolution. A revolution known as the International Geophysical Year, or IGY for short. IGY weather observer Bruce Leesky. The International Geophysical Year, a cooperative venture of many countries and many scientific disciplines to investigate the, um, the physics of the atmosphere, this habitat where we live. Meteorologist Harry Wexler was chosen as scientific leader of the Antarctic program. He had a vision of what the IGY could lead to. Meteorologists must know what is happening throughout the entire atmosphere, laterally, from pole to pole, and vertically, at least 20 miles high. They must know what streams of energy the sun is pouring into our atmosphere and the return energy to space. Even the oceans, with their almost infinite reservoir of heat, moisture, and salts, must be taken into account. Jim Fleming teaches the history of science and technology at Colby College. What was unknown at the time of the IGY about global weather patterns uh, were global weather patterns. That is, uh, we didn't have Earth-orbiting satellites. Uh, We didn't have uh, a sense of how the southern hemisphere worked in coordination with the northern hemisphere. We didn't know much, but Harry Wexler knew more than practically anyone else. I'm just wild about Harry. I'm just wild about Harry. Well, Harry Wexler was the leading meteorologist in the nation in 1940 to 1960. He developed the kinds of technologies that people take for granted today. For example, numerical weather prediction using computers, use of radar meteorology. He was the first person to fly in a hurricane as an observer. Wait, wait, wait a second. He was the first scientist to intentionally fly into a hurricane? Where do you even come up with an idea like that? Well, it turns out that the Second World War played a role there, too. Jim Fleming. The typhoons in the Pacific were a big issue during World War II because the fleet had to avoid them. And so pilots would go out hurricane hunting 
they would fly off the carriers and off the islands and look for storms because we had no satellite coverage. And so there was a tradition of looking for storms and trying to map where they might be. But Harry Wexler was the first PhD trained meteorologist, the first real observer to go out on a hurricane hunt. Well, what did Harry say about flying into the hurricane? He said it was sure bumpy. It was sure a wild ride. But the actual report is the clouds were at uh, 37,000 feet and the moisture was, uh, you know, 89%. And he, he, he really gave a scientific account as well as a, a kind of a, the, the bumpy ride, the, uh, the joy of, of the primal, I guess you would call it, experience of, of being uh, closely, vulnerably uh, next to such a, uh, an awesome phenomenon. Harry the Hurricane Hunter.